Welcome to A Better Way Podcast with your host, Ryan Haley. Learn to excel in business God's way, where the supernatural meets the practical. Experience a better way to succeed and learn from real-life business owners and entrepreneurs who have prospered in unconventional ways. Be inspired by their true stories and realize that prayer can become your practical source of provision when you embrace walking by faith and not human sight. And now, here's your host, Ryan Haley. So this week's guest is Christine Sullivan with Twin Sparrow as her business. And Christine and I met a couple weeks ago at the Heaven and Business Conference at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And this is a cool testimony in itself because I have specifically been praying for divine appointments at this conference. And several different people that I knew said, oh, you got to talk to Christine. She just started this business less than a year ago, and it's blowing up. It's just totally amazing. And so sure enough, we ended up talking. She happened to be, happened, quote, unquote, to be volunteering at the conference, came up. We hit it off, and immediately we both knew this was a God connection. So Christine, um, so glad to have you on the show this week, and um, why don't you just start off with giving us a little background of what your business is um, and how you came into there from the beginning about a year ago, if that works. Yeah, thanks so much for um, having me. So honored to be here, Ryan. Um, Yeah, I started um, about a year ago. I had had a really crazy uh, head injury that kind of took me out. I busted my head open, and for eight months, I had to drop out of school, um, quit my job. I was just kind of stuck in, yeah, recovery mode. Um, Went to a ton of doctors. They couldn't figure it out. So I was um, trying to figure out um, what the next steps were, and for me, creativity is just really therapeutic. So we had just kind of been finishing up a year. I was volunteering at the um, school of ministry that we have here in town and was just making gifts for students and started making these leather keychains. And I wanted something that had tons of meaning involved and felt um, like a way to speak over people as they're going across the country, something that was like light and easy, but meaningful and really beautiful that they could have and think of every day. Um, so I started making wow. these keychains. People, people started coming and like seeing them and laying on the table when they would come to parties at our house and be like, I need to buy these. How much are you selling them for? And I'm like, they're not for sale. That's not me. Um, and people just were super insistent. (laughs) And so (laughs) I ended up really reluctantly. I'm somebody that really loves things to be super perfect, have all my ducks in a row. I'm like, if I'm going to sell these, like I have to do so much more perfecting of them, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, no, I'm not Mm going to leave until you give me one of these. (laughs) And so I started selling them kind of because I was forced by this one girl. And um, and then also out of a place, it ended up eventually kind of being um, – I finally got brave enough to put some of them on Facebook at one point. I was in a place where I really needed rent money and um, couldn't work a traditional nine-to-five job because of where my head was at and kind of the recovery process. So I was like, okay, people are liking these keychains. Let me put up a few on Facebook and see what happens. And 
immediately I was so nervous too because it's just vulnerable anyways I did it immediately got tons and tons of comments and people were driving to my house within an hour I think all of them were gone and I was like wow this wow. is you know I was Sold able to take yeah I was able to take a five dollar investment of some scrap leather at Michael's and turn it into you know a couple hundred bucks or whatever and I said, wow, wow, this is actually, maybe there's something to this, just because, honestly, I would <laughs> yeah. never, I would never have done it had I not been in a place where I was desperate for rent money, but sometimes those beautiful places of desperation actually um, are the kick in the pants that I need to get um, past my fear, you know, and perfectionism and everything else, and you're like, well, great, I need something to work, so this is going to work. Um so, yeah, started that, um, sold to friends on Facebook for a little while, and then we had a um, Christmas bazaar at our church with that's pretty massive um, for just like a half a day, something like that. Um, and I got a booth there and said, okay, I am going to just go for it and see if, you know, God's going to breathe on this. And it felt so vulnerable and so risky. And I'm like, this is just going to be so awkward if I sit there at this booth. I made all these keychains and no one wants to buy them. Great. I'm just going to go for it. Um, and after that first day, I made um, $1,800 worth of keychains sold. So I said, Wow. Yeah, In the first day of your actual uh, public event where you were selling these. Yeah, so I thought maybe God is actually on this. <laughs> this feels kind of crazy for a teeny small town of Reading. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of just started pursuing it from there. Wow, so this, when you were at this Christmas bazaar, this was within the first month of officially launching your business? Yeah, this was in, yeah, the first month, so that was December probably, so by the end of that very first month, um, I had made $3,000 profit, which for me, I, I knew nothing profit. about visit yet yeah, profit, which insane. I mean, God just provided in really incredible, incredible ways where I had a friend of a friend just randomly gift me a website. He designed this entire thing um, for me. Wow. There were just so many. I had really dear spiritual family who... I think it was like $50 or something in tools that I needed to just initially start. And um, I have been going back and forth about it because I was just in such a tight, tight, tight place with money because of my head injury. And they bought these tools for me and surprised me. And I remember crying and it was halfway of gratitude, but halfway of fear because they had taken away the excuse that I couldn't, you know, that was my excuse. It's like, well, I can't afford tools, so I can't really do anything with this, you know. Um, and so God provided like, the oh. capital and the machinery to get started. Totally. I'm like, oh, shoot, I actually need to do this now. But um, that was kind of the beginning of God just saying, I'm for you, you know, I'm going to show up. And then just crazy, you know, um, favor and momentum where, that was just outrageous after that first month and feeling like, wow, $3,000 profit, that does not happen with this kind of business. You know, I literally have one product and it's a teeny small leather keychain that at that point I think I was selling for 10 bucks. Um, so yeah, it was, it was totally the Lord. 
So you already kind of naturally had this um, gifting and this passion for just doing kind of like simple kind of artsy craft type things out of the home. And out of your joy of doing this, that you would just give these things away, God ended up using what was a tragedy at the time to actually incorporate something you already loved doing and were great at and turn it into a viable source of income to where you made $3,000 profit, profit keyword there, your first month, and basically set everything up from from the ground up so that you had you had a viable business that was just doors were opening right off the bat. I think that's really key is to show that a lot of times I think we can um, minimize or relegate our natural gifting and, and passions as just, oh, that's just some side thing. That's not really important. I just, you know, like you, you literally, your friends were having to convince you to let them pay you for the value you were basically adding to their lives. That's, that's amazing. That's, I mean, how many business owners can say that, that they had to be literally talked into uh, accepting payment for something that people obviously really valued. And I think that's so beautiful because we love certain things and we may, I just feel like there's people out there right now that are listening that you may have a gifting and a talent that really is from the Lord and that really is a viable source of income and uh, a, a way to make not just a living but a life and a calling that um, I think it's really important for people to understand that those things that just seem like random little side things can actually mm-hmm. be a really huge, beautiful thing if we will allow God to speak into that. And I love how you were just open enough to be able to let the Holy Spirit breathe on that and, you know, get you to where you are now, which we've got plenty of stories of <laughs> how where it's gone from then. But I, I just think that's a really, um, a really cool example of God using the desires of our heart and our natural passions and gifting to become a ministry, a blessing, and, again, a viable business and source of income. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. I think there's something when you actually are just doing something from the overflow of your heart that you're like, yeah. I'm just super passionate yeah. about this. And there's no, even in the beginning, it was just so agendaless. It wasn't connected to money or some grand scheme to make a huge company or anything else. It was genuinely just, I love beautiful quality products that touch and feel great. And I love people and I love the power of words. And I love, I'm like stamping words into these keychains that I'm able to give people that carry, you know, a word over their entire season that can shape, you know, their next chapter and remind them of who they are, you know, whatever. Like, I just was like, these are things that make me come alive. And so just kind of following. And like you said, I mean, it's when you said um, they actually had to beg me to like, let them pay. I was just um, at a meeting yesterday where someone was teaching me how to pitch someone because I I am selling in nine different stores now. And I literally don't know how I've only I'd only ever done one pitch before to one store because they had just found me. People have just found me. And I think there's something and asked, hey, can we open a wholesale account with you? And so I'm now just learning how to. (laughs) Oh, how do you actually pitch people? But it's um, I think there's something about when you actually tap into who you are and those core things that are just coming out of this authentic place of just things you're passionate about and naturally gifted in that there's something actually magnetic, you know, that people can see Amen. and feel the power yeah. of that, and they come knocking on your door. Not that you don't have to do the work and eventually learn how to pitch and whatever else, but um, there's sure. something just really beautiful about leaking out of the overflow, you know. 
Yes, that's such a great that's such a great statement right there because I think that's what you know when people can tell that you're doing this from the heart and that it's genuine and it's really a part of who you are, that is so much more powerful than some cunning, you know, and obviously we can get results in the natural and there's very clever people that have very clever strategies to do that. And it does work to an extent, but you're right. When we're doing it from a place of just purity and identity and who we are and the the giftings and the, and the passions and talents God's given us, we're really gifting the world because we're expressing a unique personal manifestation of God's nature to the world in a way that only mm-hmm. we can do as an individual human being. And you yeah. just, people saw that in you, even when you didn't see it in yourself. And I love yeah. that, you know, it's when you, when it's real and it's genuine. And, you know, the other thing is you really had a heart to bless people. You weren't doing this. You had no agenda to make money. Not that that's wrong, obviously. Of course, this is a podcast about business. We believe God's a God of increase and prosperity and overflow. But your, your initial primary objective was to bless people and give them something meaningful from the heart that they'd be able to treasure and keep with them forever to remind them of something significant that happened. And that's exactly what the best way to add value is give something from the heart with the heart to bless people. And wouldn't you know it, when you do that sincerely, God opens up incredible doors of favor and opportunity. And that's exactly what's happened. And so you talked about your first month right out the gate, You've made $1,800 at your first event at the Christmas Bazaar at church. You had $3,000 profit making these keychains out of your living room and in an industry where that doesn't happen. And then, you know, talk to me a little bit about uh, – now, I think we, we're very similar in that um, we're very – you know, we really value excellence and doing things right and having – a really good reputation of honesty and integrity, and that's really good, but sometimes that can be a double-edged sword where it can get into perfectionism and striving and self-effort. And tell me a little bit about your journey you've been on of how God has been taking that out of you, because that's a huge part of this podcast, is that's what it means by a better way. You've already demonstrated at the beginning, uh, beginning how you started this business, but as you got into it and things started to come your way and increase started to happen, sometimes we can try to take the ball on our own and run with it. So talk us a little bit about your journey in how to recognize when you're getting into striving and how to let God kind of just let go and let God. Yeah, um, that is a great question. I think I'm still kind of daily navigating um, the balance of (laughs) of actually putting in, um, putting in the hard work, but also uh, letting go. And so I think, I was telling you earlier, so much of my journey in the beginning of this, honestly, I was still protecting my body, even physically from like recovering when I was first starting out. Um, But even now that I'm like fully 100% back to health, a year later, I will sit in in kind of in the middle of that journey where I have my health back and things are, the ball, ball was rolling a little bit. I would sit down and make lists of hundreds of things that I thought were really great ideas and totally going to launch my business to new levels and this person I should reach out to and this I should do. And I mean, I would just spin myself in circles all day long and I should redo this and I need to rebrand this and I need to redo all. And it's just, um, I would sit there and in the morning I would just put this list before God and just say, what are you actually breathing on? And I would hear him sometimes, literally, it was like, write three emails, and then you're done. And you should go and just play and enjoy and hang out with friends or go, you know, do some of the stuff I was volunteering in. And for me, that was just 
that was so you talk about for a lot of different personality types the scariest thing for them is actually going and doing the risky scary calls and you know actually putting you know doing the brave gutsy stuff that typically people resonate with that but for me that was really such a point of um fear and actually took so much courage to be able to um play honestly like courage looked like play for right. me this season and like rest and there it just triggered everything in my heart of is God actually going to show up and everything mm, in me that wow. for 30 years have been thinking I get results by striving I get results XYZ happens when I work my tail off and do all the right stuff mm-hmm. and say all the right stuff and so the whole right. journey, honestly, again and again and again in this whole story for me has been me just absolutely fumbling through everything and being in this place where I'm totally in over my head. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And God teaching me, you know, I'm like I have it in my heart to just see massive injustices of the world ended. And God's like, if you want to get to those places someday, you need to learn to be in this place where you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, you're totally in overhead, you're completely overwhelmed, and you know how to access peace. And you you start to gain a track record mm. of me showing up wow. and fighting, fighting your battles and solving your problems and, you know, leveling your mountains. And so in the tiniest baby, you know, ways, I just slowly, slowly, the more I've kind of let go and given him space to show up in the, that way, um, he's just proved himself again and again and again. And there are plenty of days where I just miss it and totally go back into striving and wear myself out and run myself ragged and then we'll catch myself. But I think the victory is that you catch yourself a little bit quicker <laughs> and you don't do it for as long. And um, learning to actually follow that thing in your gut that says, this actually feels like it totally goes against everything in my head that feels like wisdom or responsibility yep, but I, exactly. that, that's still a small whisper that says but what if like what if actually and the Lord is so kind like he's gracious he's like cool you can do the rest of that stuff if you want like I'm not going to punish you or condemn you for it but like why don't you just save your energy for tomorrow on the things that I'm actually breathing on you know and that's where I've seen the crazy momentum come you know Absolutely. It reminds me of a verse, um, Isaiah 64, 4, that uh, just hit me like a ton of bricks the other day. I've read this before, but for whatever reason, one part of it really stuck out. And uh, Isaiah 64, 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, and here's the key part, mm-hmm. who acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. Yeah. That was key, who acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. And how many yeah. of us perfectionists, type A, want to get things done, kind of entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever it is that you do in life, <laughs> think that it's our personal responsibility to get it yeah. done for God, because that's yeah. what our good duty is and our obligation to him, right? And that the greatest act of trust sometimes is, like you said, not stepping out and doing something crazy, although there certain are, certainly are those times. It's doing nothing. Sitting back yeah. and waiting, or writing three emails <laughs> when you've got a to-do list of 113 things for that specific yeah. day, and rent yeah. is due. And when we can actually trust him enough to expect and believe and wait on him to show up instead of doing it ourselves, it is amazing. Yeah. All heaven breaks loose. 
in some of these instances. And I wanted to uh, highlight a story you talked about earlier that uh, before we started this interview where you actually had a day off that was possibly your most productive day at that time. Can you uh, just walk us through that little story? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was meeting with a business coach and he said, okay, what was the most productive um, day or the most successful day of your week? And I just started laughing because every day I had planned meticulously every hour, all these massive to-do lists. (laughs) And the one day that I had um, that ended up being really crazy was a day that I had scheduled originally for a root canal, two root canals were supposed to be done on my teeth. So I was anticipating being fully, yes. (laughs) <laughs> always, always. I've been there, unfortunately, once or twice before. Um, and he was like, um, so I was thinking, I'm going to be totally drugged up. I'm not going to plan anything for this day. And um, so I go to the root canal. I also really incredibly had just been to a healing conference. I went to the doctor to go in and get this procedure done. And they're like, actually, you don't need any root canals which I read you supernaturally. I'm like, this day is great. I'm feeling like God is seeing me. He's doing miracles in my life already. Super stoked about wow. getting root canals always. Yeah. Um, so that, wait, that's a testimony right there. So you were supposed to get a root canal, but because you yeah. had just been to a healing conference at church, yeah. you showed yeah. up ready for the procedure and the surgery and everything, and you didn't need it because you had literally just been supernaturally healed, and they didn't have anything yeah. to operate on. Yeah. Okay, not a bad way to start your day. Yeah, cool. not a bad way to start my day, no. So um, that was really, really incredible. Um, and to start out, I should clarify, they said uh, we need to look in further. I'm pretty sure these they had told me to plan for the procedure. So anyways, they said you're good to go. And then I was like, okay, I could go to all my to-do lists, or I think I might just chill for today and go. I just sauntered into this coffee shop. I was going to journal, just hang out for a little while. And I ran into this friend, and he says, hey, what are you up to? So I kind of just gave him a spiel about, yeah, I just started this business. It sounds kind of crazy. I know. And I started to just walk away. We chatted for like two minutes. And he says, well, I have this crazy idea. I... I'm having this meeting with my boss in five minutes and we have this conference coming up and what if I pitch her that we buy 5,000 of your keychains and put them in our swag bags um, for this conference, which I was like, I was probably a month into business at this point. I knew nothing about anything. I was just like 5,000. This is crazy. Um, and, and he's like, gonna pitch it for you, by the way, to his boss. Exactly, and I didn't even I didn't there. even bring it up. Like I had no, no, I mean, I never even would have thought to say that. Um, so then he comes up to me a half hour later and says, "Hey, I just pitched her the thing, and she loves it." Blah blah blah. So this for me was just crazy. Then there were all these other conversations that kind of randomly ha- happened that day that had been kind of on my dream list of like, oh, there's this super influential person that I'm really intimidated by every time I see them and I would love to connect with them. And just all these sweet things happened in this, you know, 
window of an hour time frame in this coffee shop. And I was like, this is crazy. This is on a day that I literally had no agenda whatsoever. I just kind of stumbled into it just with the only intention of just kind of hanging out, like giving my heart freedom to just enjoy, you know? And I think that's mm. where God has wow. shown up the most is this, like I, I have it on my wall, this um, phrase that says, let inspiration lead you. And it's just been one of my, I for so long have just, wisdom is super important to me and diligence and all this whatever stuff. And I think a lot of times that can masquerade actually, um, it's fear, honestly, and we call it wisdom, you know, yep. and I hide behind yep. like whatever. So it's just this audacity of God to be like, no, actually, that teeny little whisper in your gut that actually feels like, no, you just want to go chill at a coffee shop, and that feels really responsible and whatever else. Um, and then watching that. So in the end of the story, with that deal, ended up after a few months not actually panning out, which took me on this whole roller coaster of like, God, are you playing with my emotions? What's the journey? You know, having to navigate even disappointment in the journey, which is very much a real part of um the whole business risk and, and faith journey but um but ultimately that happened the very that conversation happened the very first month of my business and when I was still making, you know, ten like twenty, fifty keychains, you know, I was making very small little batches of keychains. And um and so it put this scale in my mind that God, like, I, it's almost like I had the promise and I had this vision um, of what he was going to bring and what he was going to open up. And he was, like, just setting um, my heart to that expectation of, like, outrageous good is going to happen and I'm just going to bring it to your doorstep. Wow. You don't have to do anything. And also even just practically prepare yourself. Bill Johnson, um, the pastor of our church, says, but, um prepare the nursery before the baby comes and um which sounds so simple but really scary when you're like there's no baby this feels really crazy to invest all this time and energy preparing for something (laughs) and it's super vulnerable to put your faith in some to hope like the reality is hope sometimes is really vulnerable to actually get your hopes up it's so much easier to kind of self-protect your heart and be like, yeah, it's probably just, this is probably just a whim and I'll get it out of my system in a couple months. But because I had that conversation, I ended up going and investing in some equipment that actually allowed me to be scalable so that when stuff later happened down the road um, that I needed that to happen, it was, I was already set up. I could, I already knew my margins, my quotes, my turnaround time. Because, you know, the Lord had kind of put that on the radar screen. So I think even that is is a really big deal that he's taught me kind of through this whole journey is you're putting your trust in the person and the character of God and not in a specific result. And so even when that deal fell through, like my hope and my expectation for outrageous, unreasonable, radical good is actually in a God who doesn't disappoint and so being like, okay, cool, that door is closed. That means that there's something else better and more extravagant and we're just coming, you know. And I've seen, you know, I'm starting to just see that more and more um, as much as, and there, I think there's even just the grace and the kindness in the beginning where 
you only do have faith to, you know, ask and believe for so, so much. But the more you build that track record of him coming through, it just is starting to feel like this guy is the limit as far as dreaming because it's the shift, like you're talking Absolutely. about, the shift from striving mm-hmm. to um, to trusting him, you know. And so when Amen. it's not based on Amen. your efforts anymore, it's him, you know, and then mm. you can dream so much bigger. That is so key. I think, you know, there's a just an anchor verse for me that I keep coming back to time and again for the last few years, which is John 6:29. And um, some people had been talking to Jesus and asked him what they should do to work the works of God. And Jesus replied to them, this is the work of God, to believe in him whom he sent. That's it, to believe yeah. in Jesus. That's yeah. the work of God. And obviously, eventually, there will be an overflow. We put our trust in the belief in him. Of course, there will be practical actions that follow. But the starting point has to be that belief in him to come through. Because they were probably thinking he was going to say, oh, you know, do all these specific things, say these words, do these actions, you know, and he's just saying, believe in me. And that's what you did. You started off believing in him and following that still small voice on a day where you had a million things to do. But you end up just going into that one place that God led you to with no agenda for the day other than the rest and play with him. And sure enough, something that you never could have orchestrated on your own unfolds. And it doesn't lead to any bottom line results in your business at that point. But what I think is even more valuable is that it expanded the capacity in your own mind to think and imagine and believe. And yeah. I, we're going to talk about kind of where that led to now and how critical that is. But one of the first things early on for people that are starting a business, one of the important things is to actually have the capacity to believe this and not to limit God in your thinking. Because for me, even this podcast is a testimony of that because I was just <laughs> collecting testimonies thinking I'd put them in a document somewhere and, you know, pull them out for sermons or, you know, talking points at some point. But when my friend offered to build the website and help me with the podcast and set this whole thing up, which he did, Nathaniel Spears, thank you very much. Thank you, God, for sending Nathaniel. <laughs> little shout out right now. But all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Like, this is a real thing now. This is like, I can't. And it took away my excuses and built yeah. my trust and faith at the same time. So I think that's really important for people to realize that you need to start with developing capacity in your mind and your heart to believe and to dream and to envision these things. And then eventually the practical realities will present themselves. And I think one thing that you talked about that was really good, uh, because sometimes, like you said, God will just set things up and put them in your lap, and you've got to trust him that when we do nothing to take that day off and he will just set things up. Other times we have to be bold and take a risk. And um, talk to us a little bit about the day where you were pretty tight. You said this was around April in a pretty tight few months, and God led you to do something that made no sense at the time. Walk us through that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I was down in in San Diego visiting some spiritual family and staying with them. And there, so I'm up in Redding where there's no any kind of leather shops anywhere (laughs) near here. Um, So I was down there and I said, okay, I'm going to go to this leather shop and just check out what kind of equipment we have. So um, when I was talking, just talking about like God saying you need to build and be ready for things to get scalable really quickly. um, That was a word I carried in my heart. But the reality of it was I'm sitting here at the aisle looking at the price tag on this one machine that I needed that was $300. And I was so tight at that point I was like this is just 
just so irresponsible and really outrageous and unreasonable, actually, that God would even ask this of me, and I was kind of really frustrated that he would even <laughs> say, you know. Um, and so I literally was back. In, I mean, there was, like, a cheaper option, and I had in one hand, and then this other machine I had in the other hand, and I kept going back and forth, and the guy at the counter was laughing at me because I was like, well, maybe, uh, well, maybe. And then I finally just did it, and um, I spent three $300 on this machine and I get home um, to have dinner with my spiritual family and they hand me this metal decorated egg that cracks open and there's $300 cash, no joke, in this egg. <laughs> the exact and amount. Literally. And I was like, what in the world? And they said, we have had this egg up on our top kitchen shelf for years and years and years, and when the girls were little, um, they we used to have stickers in it, and she said, it's been years since we've put stickers in that thing, but the day before you came, our oldest daughter looked up and said, um, you know, Mom, can I have a sticker from that egg? And it had been so long that they'd even opened it, and she went and opened it up, and there was $300 in it, and she said, I just felt like we were supposed to give it to you. And she's like, we have no idea. She's like, I can't tell you for the life of me where this money came from. And she's like, maybe it could have come, you know, years ago I stuck it in there or hid it or something. But she, it could have just as well <laughs> been materialized by heaven and just the kindness of God, you know, That's to immediately affirm, hey, I'm, I'm catching you every time you risk. Wow. I think you broke up for a second there, Christine. Could you say that again? Oh, um, yeah, it was just, I was saying it was the kindness of God in that moment to just assure me I'm showing up. When you take a leap of faith, you know, I'm on the other side. And he's, that's kind of just been the journey again and again and again. Um, he's just shown up, you know, even in the bold moments. And even honestly in the moments where you feel him, there's also just funny stories about where you feel him asking to do something crazy bold and then you walk away and be like, I totally whiffed. I missed that meeting. <laughs> but to like let success be defined by hearing the voice of the Lord and obeying and feeling wow. his delight of the Father and the peace that comes from that place and the settledness. I mean, I've grown up so much with a massive, massive fear of failure, which starting a business turns out will trigger the crap out of that. And, um, but being in that yep. place where even a meeting doesn't go as you expected, or walking away and being like, oh, cool, like I totally fumbled my way through that, but actually feeling the, the kindness of God and the like utter vivid life that comes from the courage and the risk to just step out and obey his voice. And then so many times it actually comes back around where you're like, oh, I thought I totally did it. I thought that would be a closed door for sure. And then it turns into something really beautiful. Or other times that it's not meant to be, and it's a closed door, and then something else will come up. So I think, yeah, I don't know how I got on that rabbit trail, but very much. Well, you said something to- super key that I really I want to go back to. You. This is beautiful. I didn't know if you were aware of this, but – you said you define success as the ability and willingness to hear God's voice and obey, yeah. regardless of the outcome. And just trust yeah. that he has your best interest at heart. He knows what he's doing more than we do. A lot of times yeah. it doesn't make sense at the time, and sometimes you get the immediate payoff for something that doesn't make sense. Other times yeah. you do things, and it doesn't seem like, you know, it can look like, oh, that's, 
that didn't pay off. But like you said, in the end, it comes around. And if nothing else, you're building a habit pattern and a consistent uh, lifestyle of just hearing God, obeying his voice, yeah. and regardless of outcome. And Absolutely. I think that's super, that's where the trust comes in again. And that's where the John 629 is to believe, our work is to believe in him. And eventually that's always going to manifest yeah. in some decision we make where we trust him. But yeah. at the same time, we're never left with lack. And he'll do things that sometimes are off the walls. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, and this kind of goes back to the capacity thing we talked about earlier. God will sometimes give us capacity or help us develop capacity ahead of time that doesn't make sense to us because we can't see around the corner. But tell us about the accidental cowhide of leather that was sent to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the way my keychains are, are made, I have leather guys um, in a different part of the country who they have like a steel cut die and they help me cut out some of the leather and they usually arrive to my house for me to stamp them, assemble and make the rest of them already cut in these leather shapes. And one day they accidentally, instead of cutting them, sent me this entire hide, um, like half the cow's worth of leather just rolled up, which is <laughs> such a like random, I mean, I've been working with them for months. They know exactly what to do. Like, all the kinks have been worked out of our system and communication. And it's like, what in the world? It was just laughable. And I'm like, okay. And so that was right before, I can't remember exactly the time frame, but that was right before um, I had this really incredible opportunity. There's um, a store, um, I can't say the name of, but has 2.3 million Instagram followers, really, really massive. 2.3 um, million Instagram followers. Yes, they're really, really And this is a major store. If you said the name, people would definitely know who this is. We're not at liberty to say that, but it's an amazing, amazing store that people line up for miles as a pilgrimage to go to. And um, so that in itself is a testimony that how you got supernaturally connected with these people. But sorry, go ahead. Tell us about how this how this plays out. Absolutely. So, yeah, that even to have the opportunity, I had sent them um, some samples through, again, a divine connection that Jesus totally orchestrated. Um, I have a friend that was just listening to a podcast the other day and said she was there. There was somebody sharing on the podcast that she had submitted to this store her merchandise um, seven different times. And she was like, it's my goal in life to get into the store and to have my product sold in the store. And I was just laughing because I was like, it's hard. I just did my experience. Literally, I sent them this gift and just said, okay, God, if you're going to breathe on this, you're going to breathe on this. And immediately got this email that said, we love you so much. Is it out of the question for us to stock these this summer? Which normally, you know, you have kind of a <laughs> slower turnaround time and all this stuff. So it's like funny even now I'm realized, starting to even realize more layers constantly of like, what a big deal is that it was just so easy and doable. Anyway, so they. Well, that's, so, that's a great point right there. When God, I, I just want to, I have to interject because this is such a great yeah. moment. When yeah. God's breathing on it, the doors just glide open effortlessly. You would talk to yeah. somebody else who had tried seven times to pitch these people unsuccessfully, still at, this, at the point that you talked to them, had not gotten access to the store to do business with them. You send them a free gift and immediately get a response asking for an incredibly quick turnaround time for you to be able to stock the store and because of this accident of this entire cowhide being sent to you that you have no idea what to do with 
Tell us about how this connects. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted a little bit of a tweak on the design to make something custom. So I um, was going back and forth with them. I needed to send them samples, but I didn't normally stock any of my leathers um, here. So I normally would not have had any spare leather to actually cut out and give them samples or design any new designs to show them so it was so incredible because I literally just had in my closet this full hide to play with all the scrap of the exact (laughs) leather that I needed the samples in um so I was able to send that off to them right away with like you know just really um incredible turnaround time that really helped getting the ball rolling on their whole um because they were kind of anxious to get it in the store quick so there was just so many moments like that where like God actually sees ahead of time, you know, and what even for a mo- when that came, the first letter came that hide, what they were supposed to do was have cut it. So I was initially super frustrated, like, okay, guys, like you whisked, I need these to be cut. So, but it ended up, I mean, they immediately were so great about just giving me, you know, more product and they rest delivered everything. And then I just ended up with a free hide. So even, but as I've gone on forward, there are those moments where you're like, ah, shoot, this actually turned out really different than I expected with the expectation that this could be a setup, actually. Like, somehow this is going to turn Amen. around for my good. Where in the beginning where I Amen. started, I would get so frazzled and flustered if somebody messed up, and then I'd have to have a hard conversation with them about how you did it wrong and whatever, you know. Um, and now it's just kind of this this confidence that I've grown just because I've seen it happen again and again and again, like somehow this is actually going to work out really radically for my good, you know? Amen. Oh man, that's so good. Romans eight twenty eight immediately comes to mind, you know, where God works all things for the good according to those who love him and are basically living for him, for his purposes. And, you know, this whole thing with God breathing in the first place and what was a genuine mistake on a part of your supplier or a vendor ends up being this miraculous, timely provision for yeah. giving you the ability to have a custom job for this incredible store that you now have the opportunity to somehow be able to put this together in time for this really quick turnaround in this amazing opportunity. So that is just such a beautiful example of how God truly does work all things for our good. Not all things are good, but he works them all things to good, just like your, you know, your injury. That's how this business started in the first place. And so what can look like uh, a curse sometimes or a disappointment is actually a blessing and, you know, something that God's going to use really powerfully. And I think the Mm -hmm. teachable moment for people like you and me that are very type A, analytical planning oriented, want every detail just so, uh, again, that has its place, but sometimes we can get frazzled easily when things don't go exactly according to plan, but being able to kind of, just roll with the punches and flow with the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden we see this incredible opportunity we never could have dreamed up on our own. And that's just such yeah. an amazing, amazing uh, testimony and such a practical way of that happening. So before we end, I just want to um, talk to you, a, just to share with people that might be interested what kind of things you're doing now, how they can get a hold of you, what's in the future for you. And one thing I always like to do before we close is just have a timer right now on air, you will declare something that is not yet as though it is, and then you can go back to this as a testimony later and say, you know, on this date, you know, September 13th, 
I declared this, and then I believe we're going to have a follow-up conversation later where you're going to say that thing actually happened and you've seen already so many things. So what are you working on now? What's in the future? And what do you want to declare? That is so good. I love that. Um, (laughs) Wow. Great, beautiful vision. Um, So right now, I just a month ago launched. So I've had a only ketones and my only product for a really long time, um, almost a whole year. And this just a month ago, I launched um, a line of hand-drawn journals and hand-drawn phone cases. Um, and there's R&D of a bunch of fun other projects in the works, but it's probably not final enough for me to officially um, announce anything. But you can sure. go over to my website, twinsparrow.com, and check out Twinsparrow. everything we've got. Uh-huh. And check out what we've got there. Um, right now on my vision board dream list is to have merch in anthropology is next on my dream list. So I will say that as my dream, eventually the heart um, would be to do some uh, work with ministries overseas and helping them um, kind of be empowered in creativity, women who are coming out of really difficult situations and giving them a platform to create and to sell. And there's lots of kind of big dreams in the works. So we'll see how all of that unfolds. But this is good to say it somewhere really publicly where I can go back and, um, <laughs> yeah, remember the beginnings when it was just a dream. I literally, a year ago from today, I was laughing with a friend last night. Everything that I dreamed for all of this has already happened in a year and I'm like I need to come with some bigger dreams so I'm currently in the process of um yeah really God just teaching me how to dream bigger the heart is to you know influence culture and bring kingdom to the world and so what's so crazy is this teeny little thing of starting to make keychains in my living room um is starting I'm starting to believe and see some of the dots connecting to where wow, this can actually, um, yeah, change things in the world. That's the goal, you know? That's the dream. So, Amen. Uh, Amen. Yeah, well, I think that's really great right there, too, is just don't despise the days of humble beginnings. You know, it started yeah. as just something you were doing without even for a profit motive or anything like that. And less than a year, you are already in nine stores, some pretty major ones. You're on your way to even bigger things. You guys hear it here first, by the way. Anthropology, <laughs> Twin Zero. We're going to declare that and believe it. You heard it here first. And um, and within, this is a little tidbit too I thought I'd highlight. You said that you started this in November by February. So within three to four months, you were already fully supported based off these keychains in a position where because of your injury, you couldn't even hold down a nine-to-five regular full-time job. And within three to four months, you were fully supported on this little kind of quote-unquote random, you know, rabbit trail project. So I just love seeing the faithfulness of God and you being willing to step out and do this and trust him with the results. And we just believe you have such amazing things to come. I'm so excited. And one last thing I, I think is really great that you said is that, you know, this is business when it's truly kingdom. It's so much bigger than just, the one business, making um, a, 
a bottom line that looks good. Now that is certainly part of it, but I don't want to limit it to just that. You know, your your dream and your heart is to, you know, impact these people in these difficult difficult situations overseas and just show the world there's such a ripple effect, I believe, in business because so many people are involved and there's so many connection points. It really is an yeah. amazing opportunity to let God out of the box and impact the world, to bring the kingdom, to bring heaven to earth in such a practical way. And I just I'm so thrilled to have had the honor and the blessing of meeting you and for having you here on this. And, Christine, we are so excited and expecting about the massive increase, even more to come, that you have on your way. And thank you so much for sharing your testimony and your faithfulness and uh, your dreams for the future with us. My pleasure, Ryan. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Better Way Podcast with Ryan Haley. For more information and to discover more episodes, visit abetterwaypodcast.com or search us in iTunes, TuneIn, or any of your favorite online audio sites. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or send us an email at ryan at abetterwaypodcast.com. Have a suggestion for who we could interview next? Let us know on our website. Finally, A Better Way is listener-sponsored. Help us to further the message of Kingdom Entrepreneurship by supporting us financially. You can give online on our website, abetterwaypodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.